Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. gotta love what Rory McElroy did on Sunday at East Lake in Atlanta. You gotta be kidding me. He rallied from six shots behind to win the tour championship and capture the FedEx Cup for the third time. He won 18 million dollars. He's won over 26 million dollars this season. He had a four under 66 to stun the Masters champ, Scott Scheffler, who made only one birdie in shooting a 73. Scheffler made the record books all right, tying a PGA Tour record for losing the largest 54-hole lead. The last one to do that was Dustin Johnson in 2017 at the HSBC Champions. Sungjae M., Fell back with a double bogey on 14. Still tied Scheffler for second with a 66. McElroy said it was a spectacle, the final round, and the fans were cheering his name on all the closing holes. Scheffler, the number one seed, began with a two-shot lead and never trailed until the 70th hole. Scheffler, who birdied four of six holes Sunday morning to finish the third round and build a six-shot lead, lost it in the first seven holes. The whole thing turned on two shots at Eastlake. McElroy hold a 30-foot birdie putt on the par 3 15th to tie for the lead. It was just a savage putt. I don't know if you saw it or not, but he flew the green by some 20 yards. His pitch shot was screaming across the green, and it was going to go off the green. It hit the pin and stopped seven feet away. He nailed the putt for par. Scheffler, meanwhile, got out of a bunker, got within 10 feet, but missed the putt, making bogey and putting him behind for the first time the entire week. Then Scheffler had a horrible 10-foot birdie chance on 17 that he misread and bricked, sending the Tour Championship to the final hole with $18 million at stake. Scheffler hit a four iron on the par 5 18th. 
He was short and right into a bunker. He blasted out. It shot over the green. McElroy went left against the grandstand, got relief, got onto the green, and made an easy par. Scheffler and M both won $4.75 million. Rory got all the gold. Scheffler said the money wasn't on his mind. He said he wanted to win the season-long title. I've had a really great year, and I wanted to finish it off with a win here, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. Rory did it in 2016 in a playoff. He won it again in 2019, the first year of the staggered start that they use now. Of course, Rory had to rub it in the live golfer's face afterwards. He said, quote, I believe in the game of golf. I believe in this tour in particular. I believe in the players on this tour. It's the greatest place in the world to play golf, bar none. And I've played all over. All kinds of golfers are defecting. Cameron Smith is supposed to go the British Open champ. HV3, Harold Varner III is supposed to go. I mean, it's just one after the next. Rory said everyone on tour has had to deal with a lot. Even the guys that have went to live have had to deal with a lot. It's just been a very tumultuous sort of era in our game. This is the best place in the world to play golf. It's the most competitive. It's got the best players. It's got the deepest fields. I don't know why you'd want to play anywhere else. Scheffler just looked different uh, on Sunday morning after he finished up the third round, had a two-hour break before the final round started, and he couldn't get it going, and he let everybody else into it. Scheffler hit only 9 of 18 greens in regulation. McElroy pounced on the opportunity early on with three straight birdies, the last one from 30 feet at number 7, and they were cheering him the rest of the day. Scheffler kept fighting. He had three huge par saves on the back nine and took the lead for the last time when Rory missed the 14th green with a short iron from the fairway and got a bogey. Rory began the tourney six shots deep as the number seven seed. He opened with a tee shot out of bounds for a triple bogey. And after another bogey, he was 10 shots behind Scheffler before Scheffler even got started. We were basically writing him off at the beginning of the tournament the way he started. But at the end, he got the trophy and the $18 million. You gotta love counting money with your tongue, baby. Rory coming up big at East Lake. So I had two gigantic bets going in baseball on Sunday. I got to tell you about them, and they both hit. You got to love it when I hit big bets. Uncle Futrelli going off, counting money with his tongue. Megan, the fans, tons of cash flow activity in their pockets. All right, so Christian Yelich and Colton Wong both homered for the second straight game. Garrett Mitchell drove in a pair of runs with his first hit as a major leaguer, and the Brewers got by the Cubs 9-7. Mitchell was their first-round choice back in the 20 draft. He made his debut on Saturday as a replacement in the game. Uh, he was hitting in Nashville like at a, a record clip, hitting 343 with nine RBIs in 20 games. So the 23-year-old kid shows up. They put him in the lineup. His second time up, Mitchell hit a two-run single 
off of Sean Newcomb that put Milwaukee ahead three to two and they never looked back. Then Yelich stepped up and jacked the fastball over the wall and left for his 11th home run. Wong hit one, a two-run shot in the fifth. It was 7-4. to four. I was basically betting on Eric Lauer. He improved to 10-5 with the win. He gave up four runs in five innings, including a two-run shot to Horner in the fifth. But he got the W. They had to bring Devin Williams in in the ninth. He got it done. Uh, Double play ended the game. He got his ninth save. Things got hairy in the ninth when the Cubs uh, got a two-run from Emil Reyes home run off Boxberger. Horner got on base, so they had a runner on base, and they were down two, but Williams closed the door. So now the Brewers will send Corbin Burns to the mound on Monday against the Pirates in the First of a three-game series in Brewtown. While the Cubs start up a series in Toronto at Rogers against the Blue Jays. So the other big bet that I had was on Robbie Ray and the Mariners. How about Ray, the Cy Young winner last year? He's been great in Seattle. He tossed seven dominant innings. He gave up no runs. Dylan Moore and Ty France both hit home runs. Moore's made it three-zip. And the Mariners beat the Guardians 4-0 in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle took three of four from the guards in a potential postseason matchup. All four games were close and well-pitched. And the Mariners were able to get it done. They're going to play a series in Cleveland, a three-gamer next weekend, and they might meet again in October. How about Ray? He got the Cy Young in Toronto last year. Now he's in Seattle. How about his August? He won his third straight start. He's 11-8. and eight. He had three hits allowed, struck out seven, and walked no one for the month. He's allowed six earned runs and struck out 41 hitters over 33 innings. He's gone six innings in all five starts and permitted two earned runs or less in every one of those games. That's crazy. He was in trouble in the six. Jimenez doubled and Hedges had a bloop single with runners at the corners and nobody out. Ray got straw to fly out. And it wasn't deep enough to get Jimenez in. Then an infield pop-up from Quan uh, got an out. And then he struck out Rosario uh, for the third time to shut the door there on Cleveland. You know, that's the eighth time that the guards have been shut out this season. And it was Seattle's seventh shutout win. The game was scoreless until Moore cranked a three-run homer with two outs in the sixth, and it was a 2-2 count. He hit it off Savali, who's been great lately. France hit a solo shot on the second pitch of the seventh inning. It was a curveball from Savali in the middle of the plate, a meaty pitch that Moore hit a bomb to left into the seats for his first home run since July 7th. France was in a slump. He was over 21, but he got a single in the fifth and had his 15th home run and first since early August, I think on the sixth. That was an inning later.
Savali was tough. He matched Ray pitch for pitch into the sixth inning, but he's gone nine starts since his last win that came in late May. He allowed four hits and struck out five. So Cleveland goes home from the Northwest. They get a day off. They'll open a series against Baltimore on Tuesday. Quantrill, who's 10-5, and five, starts the opener of that series. He's won six straight, and he's thrown seven shutout innings in his last start when he beat San Diego, and that was my number one play that day at Petco last week. The Mariners have today off, and George Kirby will make his 19th start on Tuesday against Detroit. Kirby's 3-0 in August with a 2.59 ERA and 29 strikeouts over four starts. He allowed one run over seven innings in his last outing and threw 24 straight strikes. Baseball's getting awesome, isn't it? Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 